ESPN Tuesday. Trapped in another dimension when all hell breaks loose. Now, the world depends on Buffy's next move. Welcome to Fisherman's Nuggets with Cheese, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is Season 7, Episode 15, Get It Done. We'll be talking about the plot, we'll be talking about characters, and we'll be talking about questionable motivational tactics. So, spoilers about for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and probably other shows and movies. We cannot give you knowledge. Only podcast. Barely that. Okay. Hello. Welcome. Welcome back. Hello. My name is Kelly. I'm here to talk about Buffy with my wonderful co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. And my other co-host, Daniel. Say hello. Beat Me Pod has become its semi-annual percolation. Hey, that does feel accurate. Mm. Uh, We're here to talk about Get It Done. Which originally aired on, don't waggle your eyebrows at me, Uh, which originally aired on February 18th of the year 2003, written and directed by Doug Petrie. This is the 16th of 17 episodes for him. Last was Bring on the Night. Next and finally will be End of Days, episode 21. And this is the third of three for him for directing, last being As You Were. So, yeah. Again, weird. I, mean, I guess I'll say this every episode from now until the end, so seven more times at least. It's weird that these are like their last episodes, although this one is the penultimate one again. I'm prematurely sad. That's fine. Stacia, can you tell me what happened this episode? <laughs> um, I would love to. Uh, Buffy has a dream where the first layer tackles her and says, it's not enough. She wakes up with a jolt. Anya, meanwhile, is in the red zone and makes Spike <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm the red zone. <laughs> the Hoffman sends one of his assassins after Anya because I guess a god of vengeance isn't going to just let an ex-employee quit easily. At school, Principal Wood notes that everyone seems to be acting more evil and that even three students are missing. Buffy doesn't feel the need to clue him in on the fact they're probably all at her house. I mean... Principal Wood decides it's time to break out his mother's keepsakes and gives Buffy a bag of Slayer hand-me-downs. In return, Buffy decides to show Principal Wood Summer's HQ. First, he meets Andrew. Principal Wood is surprisingly chill about the whole hostage thing. In the backyard, we get to see all the potentials training. Kennedy is going a little over the top, calling the other girls maggots, considering she's no more qualified than anyone else. (laughs) Buffy looks over her charges and feels bad that some of them are going to die. Willow arrives, acts super awkward, and then leaves. (laughs) Principal Wood asked to see the vampire. <laughs> he's so weird the way he says that. I love it. Yeah, he's having a lot of feelings. He's feeling real weird. Uh, Principal Wood turns up his creep factor when he meets Spike because we know, but no one else knows, that Spike killed his mom. Later that night, Buffy checks in with Dawn. Okay, but like, what is wrong with Buffy that she didn't immediately tear into the Slayer bag of heirlooms? She apparently just handed them off to Dawn, who then didn't have anything to say. Uh, unfortunately together they find Chloe dead and hanging from the ceiling and then uh, immediately afterwards they find the first imitation of Chloe who appears right next to her first does some more taunting before turning off like an old school TV (laughs) Buffy buries buries? Buffy buries Chloe when she gets back everyone is in the living room 
Buffy gives a rousing everybody sucks but me speech and then banishes the potentials upstairs. She finally takes an interest in the Slayer artifacts and cracks open a locked box. Inside are metal figures that tell a story in shadows, which basically is the story of the beginning of the world in the first Slayer. At the end of the story, a portal opens, which Buffy jumps through. Demon appears as the exchange for Buffy. The demon soundly rocks the Scoobies and even throws Spike through the ceiling before running away so the Scoobies can regroup. That was really sweet of the demon. Uh, meanwhile, Buffy is transported to the Californian desert. She finds three men, the men who made the first Slayer. They offer her more power in exchange for being less human. She refuses and then punches them. <laughs> Luckily, back at the ranch, the team has talked Willow into putting on some black contacts and reopening the portal by sucking her girlfriend's power without consent. Spike has tried to redeem himself by hunting down and killing the demon and bringing it back to exchange for Buffy, but not before becoming the thing that Buffy wants, the Spike that tried to kill her when they first met, which required a wardrobe change. Obviously. Yeah. After Buffy is home and everyone is safe, relatively speaking, we see that Kennedy is no longer laughing about how fun and silly magic is now that Willow has violated her too. <laughs> Kennedy goes to bed alone and Willow goes to talk to Buffy. Buffy says that the three men showed her that the first Slayer was right. It wasn't enough. Cut to Buffy's vision of Sauron's army of Urukai, I mean, a demon dimension <laughs> filled with Turakhan, hundreds and hundreds of them. Excellent. <laughs> short to the point. I mean, short. It's still a page. Uh, <laughs> I do my best. Excellent. Yeah. Joss watched the two towers and said, do your best. Yeah. Do oh, the totally. best Did that come you can. out before? Yeah. 2002. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very similar vibes. Yeah. Very similar vibes. One does not simply walk into Mordor. Ow. Stealthy. There are a few facts. Let me tell them to you. First. <laughs> not a first. We don't have this uh, anymore. Great. The Slayer origin <laughs> myth. Actually, this is kind of a first. The Slayer origin myth and the Shadow Men are shown for the first time in this episode. Yeah. But it is not the first time they have been in the Buffy canon. The myth and the men were introduced in Frey issue number three, Ready Steady. So for those of you who might not know, Frey is like um, a spinoff comic, but it's it's canonically part of the Buffy series. Um, it only had about six issues, I think. It's all compiled into one uh, trade paperback. And it's about, I think it takes place in 20, 2200, I want to say, at least 100 years from now. Yeah. In a sci-fi dystopian version of Manhattan where um, there is a slayer, her name is Frey, and she's it, the, I haven't actually read the whole thing, but from what I can remember from reading season eight, because she's in season eight, yeah. um, there wasn't a slayer for a really long time uh, before Buffy went back, basically, like and changed the world, and that's you know, whatever. So she's the first slayer in a long time, and I guess they have this origin myth somewhere in that comic. So anyway, Frey, people like it, so. Hmm. One day I'll read it. I do own it. I'm the worst. The Slayer duffel bag that was once... Nope. The Slayer duffel bag that once belonged to Nikki Wood is the same one we see full of mud in Buffy's Restless Dream. You remember that? She just, like, puts the goop oh, all yeah. over her face oh, and we get a weird color thing shift in the... Yeah, yeah. Did you know the ancient Sumerians did not speak English? Ugh, they're worse than the French. Hey, the Shadow Men. They're speaking Swahili. Did you know that? That's an East African language of Bantu origin. Okay, great. Moving on. Before Willow switches back to English, the Latin part of her spell roughly translates to Path of Time, I call to you. Path of Space, I command you to open. Open! And then she did what I'm sure Alison Hannigan thinks of constantly when they make her speak one language. <laughs> Screw this! I suck at Latin! <laughs> That's it. That's all. Man, this episode, it's going to be tough. 
because I don't have a whole lot to say about it. That's, mm. This is going to be a Beat Me World Record of our shortest episode. I'm calling it now. Get There's ready. No way. Get There's ready. No way. <laughs> I do have one trivia question for you. Are you ready for some trivia time? Just one. Just one. So oh get boy. your fingers on your buzzers. You ready? That's right. I see your buzzer. Yep. Okay. Great. Look. He's he's jeoparding. Ready. Okay. In Get It Done, Spike dons his black duster for the first time in quite a while. Can you name the last episode in which we saw leather-coated Spike? Oh, Stacia, I saw your buzzer first. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode of season six? Incorrect. Oh. School hard. God. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even close. I was in season six just a slightly earlier. Seeing Red. Mm. Oh. Gets out of Dodge no, on the motorcycle. Not seeing I Red. I know. That's the last Damn. time we saw him. It's been a while. It's almost like the a year, I think. Two things were laid to rest for a while. Yeah. Mm. Mr. Attempted Rape and the Leather Coat. And Tara. And Tara. <laughs> 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 How dare I? Okay. Wow. Let's talk about this episode. Stacia, tell me what you thought about it. Oh, um, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was as bad as like the previous episodes, but not as fun as the last one that we just watched. I wholeheartedly agree. Daniel, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it was uh, it had troubling aspects, uh, like all Buffy episodes do. Um, I will say that another Buffy speech is something nobody asked for, but this was definitely <laughs> the best Buffy speech, just because she is. It's essentially a roast, so it kind of gets a little mm-hmm. bit of a pass for me. The worst part about these episodes of Buffy in every season is the doldrums where you don't know where the stakes are. And I thought this one was okay. But again, I like I wrote a better, I think, a better show from the lulls, which is that I think it's crazy. Kennedy aside, we're going to talk a lot about Kennedy in this episode, I'm sure. But like, how do you explain that the first isn't torturing Willow with Anya or with uh, with Tara 24-7 to turn her evil? She is the most powerful yeah. character in this entire universe and an existential threat that cannot do we, we've made fun of nobody's scared of the first the first is only scary when it has power on its side so the Torah Khan yeah powerful but then it stopped being powerful immediately when barbed wire got in the play but like right. Willow is so powerful uh, again you would have to rewrite a lot of stuff like Kennedy would have to be a little bit different because a Kennedy that sort of says ah fuck magic don't, don't worry about it girl go crazy like that could be a cool character that could turn Willow back to the dark side or something. Addicts do what addicts do. You could really reinforce that. Um, so again, I was just thinking about that every time Kennedy came on the screen because holy shit, was that the worst thing about this episode? <laughs> and I will say that I enjoyed the ending as well. Like I like the narrative ending. I, li- I like going back to Slayer land. Um, all that kind of stuff is really cool. And at first I thought we were going to get a nice ending where where we were going to know something like Buffy knew something that we didn't know, which is a great storytelling technique, right? If she was like, I saw this thing and like, we know that she saw it, but we don't know what it is. So we want to watch next week. But instead it's just a CGI jumble of like nonsense. And I I thought that was really bad. (laughs) I kind of wish she even said like, I saw the end of the world and then it cuts like even just narrative, like her saying it would, would be so much better than us having to see that shit. Um, personally <laughs> and the final one and I this one is like inexcusable to me where the ever living fuck is Giles I am absolutely appealed and, and that alone that alone is like an enormous L for the show in general and I think like trying to make Kennedy a thing is truly embarrassing and tw- uh, 20 years <laughs> later it really just didn't pay off and 
shows don't make these mistakes anymore. They understand that like the stakes come from our love of characters and Kennedy could never be fleshed out enough to matter. And the yeah. things she says in this episode are fucking appalling and mm-hmm. genuinely some of the worst shit on this show. And I'm done. <laughs> there is no more Kennedy trying. She, We are done as of this episode for me. Official. Official. <laughs> um, I actually didn't have... I, I wasn't going to talk about Kennedy. I, I thought she was annoying, but... Uh, there she was. But I oh, mean, she verbally abused someone into killing themselves and then made fun of her girlfriend saying, what's the worst that could happen? Your hair turns brown when her girlfriend nearly ended the world. And then when her girlfriend did exactly what she wanted, she got all butthurt about it because it didn't feel good. <laughs> she told Spike, we're trained. You look like you can barely stand. We're trained. What? Who the fuck are you? That will come up. But <laughs> I forgot about that part. But yeah, I you're you're totally right. You're totally right about this point. So the thing I will say about the maggot line, she was pretending to be a drill instructor. Specifically, it's like an Apocalypse Now thing. It's not like she was like really, she still said it right now, fair enough. But like, did you see that? I called that girl a maggot. Hi, who the hell are you? Modeling an archetype. We all understand that. That doesn't make it less toxic. And I don't think that that's the reason Chloe killed herself. I think the reason Chloe killed herself is because the first was tormenting her. And then I think... Willow or or Buffy backs this up that uh, when the first, as Chloe says, you were the one that called me a maggot, wasn't that nice? That was just to upset Kennedy, not as a like a legitimate reason as to why Chloe killed herself. So I, that's the only part that I don't. I think you know whatever, maybe poor choice, but I don't think she's in any way responsible for for what Chloe did personally. I want, so? I want her to be. I want her to be. I hold her. That'll be evidence at her trial eventually. Will it stand? Mm. Who knows. We'll let the jury decide. The Willow and the Magic thing is really fucking annoying because, yeah, the entire episode up until she gets her the power side out of her, she's like, just do it. Just do it. I don't get it. What's the problem? Just do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. That's yeah. annoying because it's so hypocritical. Instantly, she's like, oh, I see there are consequences, even though you mm-hmm. told me there were consequences immediately. Uh-huh. But what makes it even more galling is we literally just did this in The Killer and Me. There was a consequence. All you did was kiss her. That was, you know... And I'm what sure is in your mind a positive thing. And this is what happened. What do you think when something actually bad is going on could happen? You're so stupid. You're so stupid. And I hate you. You're right. It's over. <laughs> they also let her be the character not only with the spy in that same kitchen scene. She got to be the one who was like, oh, we need an exchange. So she, they're making her into a character that has positive contributions to be made mm-hmm. to the to the whole. And it's like that is also not real. She shouldn't even be in this fucking room. Andrew should she be in that room more than her. She should be with yes. all the other potentials up fucking stairs. It doesn't yes. make any fucking sense. I mean, if you want to talk about sleeping your way to the top, I think that's uh, the only reason why she's yeah. getting some sort of special pass because she absolutely should have been with the other potentials. Yes. And why would Buffy let that shit slide? That I call that shit out at that meeting straight up. When Willow even started, I'd just be like, what the fuck is this, Willow? What the fuck is this? What the she's shit? She's a child. Okay. One, not cool, Willow. Two, I don't give a fuck that she's your girlfriend. She's a little idiot asshole who has no authority here. She's not any better or smarter or stronger than anyone else here. I'm in charge. We will talk about Buffy going through a whole speech about being, I'm in charge. So the fact that she would let this slide because Willow's making out with her on the side. Wild. You know, the only thing worse than being human is being trapped inside a household full of humans. Preaching to the choir, love. 
I mean, it's like we live in Slayer Central. I swear, if Buffy rooms or boards one more of the potential girls, I'm gonna call a... I'm gonna call a health inspector. Well, I don't know. Stacia, how involved do you want to be in your friend's relationships? If your friend was dating somebody who was maybe not good for them, and then that person started interfering with your management situation, would you go to them and be like, get your fucking girl in check? She's not my girlfriend, so fucking deal with her? Oh, I wouldn't even go to Willow. I'd just be like, Kennedy, what the fuck are you doing here? I told all the potentials to go upstairs. Mm. Yeah. I would just, like, I, I don't need to talk to you through your girlfriend. I am in charge of you. And the fact that Kennedy did that thing where she's, like, dismissing Buffy. Like, well, she's not even the most powerful one in this room. And Buffy's like, I use the power I have. And it's like, that's so totally true. Because I use the power that I have. The rest of you are just waiting for me. Willow can't be trusted, and you keep pushing Willow to make bad choices, and then you're mad at her when it doesn't work out the way you think it's going to work. You think it's all, like, kittens and, um, Fairy I don't know. tails or whatever? Yeah. Fairy tails, yeah. <laughs> and jelly beans or something, and then it's dark and scary, and you don't like it, and it's just frustrating. Like, I don't know why none of the potentials trust Buffy. I'm like... How long have you been alive doing this? She's been doing this for literal years now. Yeah. Well, and it's it, it doesn't make sense. It started that way too, right? The second mm-hmm. that we talked about that, the second they showed up, it's like they immediately don't trust her. It's like what it the just fuck, doesn't man? make any sense. But then why would they I even can... come? Like, why are they even there? They've been yes. training, but for who? For what? If you don't trust Buffy, why are you even going on with the charade? What are I we doing? Know. I don't know. I don't know, Daniel. Would you feel comfortable, like shutting your friends? person down if i was buffy yes yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, fucking buffy the vampire slayer well i mean there are there are, are ways that like no you wouldn't do it if they were like a normal person and they had like a regular critique or like it all made sense in the moment or something or you were being an asshole or whatever like there's a lot of reasons why a new person could could shake things up and whatever but this isn't one of those it's just it's crazy that they put words in her mouth that other characters should fucking say yeah. and i know mm-hmm. like we're i guess trying to like make Xander, Anya, Willow, all of our main characters, weaker, right? Xander is second-guessing himself. Anya isn't the friend. Willow, I can't use my magic. Like, But fuck, is it really Kennedy? That's the best we could do? Why don't you elevate Dawn? You already are, but you don't see her contributions yeah. as like worthy of more elevation. Because I feel like she would be a great one to even stand up to Buffy. That would be great. That would be a breath of fresh air to have uh, Dawn be like, you know what, Buffy, I think you're fucking wrong. And here's why, because I'm sitting over here doing the fucking work and you're not. Mm-hmm. If, if that was a real critique on Buffy, which I don't think we agree with because I think Buffy's the law and I think what she said was pretty dope. And, you know, but if you were going to fight it, I'd rather it be fucking Dawn than goddamn Kennedy. That was awful. I think you're totally right about them giving her dialogue that would have been for another character because yeah. we're forcing the issues so hard. We committed. We fucked up. We, at, we introduced her and now she's here. And now we got to keep going. <laughs> and we put her in the comics because we got to justify our bad choice. And that's yeah. the worst part about it all. Yeah. And they did it for like a cool 12 issues and then we're like, phew. Yeah, yeah, no, just totally <laughs> just drop like a bad, bad habit. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I mean, sure, the Vengeance Demon Gate has some downsides. All jobs do. I mean, being human, ugh. You're always icky on the inside disgusting on the outside let's uh let's have a conversation about buffy's uh the speech yeah the speech. so the, everyone sucks but me right 
it starts pretty brutal, and it ends with her declaring an emergency. So, you know. Pretty cool. <laughs> what does that even mean? I, I guess because she's like, the bag is for emergencies, I guess. And she's like, what are you doing declaring an emergency? <laughs> so she went to go get the bag. That's all that was, I think. Um, do you think that this was all just her trying to motivate people? Or is she really fucking mad? And she just snapped. I think she's really fucking mad. You do? Yeah. Okay. Why do you think she's mad and not just this is a clever ruse to motivate her her troops? Well, not to dunk on Buffy. I don't think she's that smart. <laughs> she's not calculating. I don't. Either. I don't think she's that manipulative. <laughs> I don't think she thinks about people that way. I think she's pretty like straightforward. Um, we've never really seen her try to go behind someone's back to get what she wants or whatever. So I don't think she's doing that. I think that she is literally just like having this realization like some of these people are going to die and unless they take it seriously all of them are going to die and I don't know what to do because I can't even keep the girls that are safe alive yeah yeah fair enough I don't know Daniel do you think it's it's she's really just mad and she's venting this is her moment or that maybe this is a training technique well I think the evidence that she didn't burn the entire house down and lose every friend would be your evidence that it was a semi training technique right I think she could go a lot harder but I think it's I, I think it's just more that she is like she's just fed up she's just done and I think it's like I'm scared because I don't know what to do too so she's definitely like she's run out of rope as well we're in a weird tenuous place where we don't really have any knowledge I mean as a viewer like what the fuck are these people gonna do you know we, we're waiting for more things to happen and for Buffy the character I'm sure the same like, where the fuck is Giles? Where is any help? Where am I going to find this from? And so I would be frustrated, too, if it's like I have a bunch of girls who are just play, you know, army training. And, like, that's fun. But you're all going to die real fast. You're going to die right away. You just got to call it what it is. Chloe was an idiot. Chloe was stupid. She was weak. And anyone in a rush to be the next dead body I bury, it's easy. Just think of Chloe. You do what she did. And I'll find room for you next to her and Annabelle. I'm the Slayer. The one with the power. And the first has me using that power to dig our graves. I, I'm definitely of the the mindset that she, this is a plan. I, I Though I do agree that she's not, <laughs> maybe not, like, I think manipulative, I think was the right, the right call. Because we've never really seen her play people against each other. She's definitely withheld information. Yeah. You know, lied, but I don't think she's, except for the plot with Faith and Angel, I don't think she's ever really done that, you know? Um, and that was like a specific means to an end to like do good ultimately, right? Um, but I think you could argue that here too, that she's just trying to ultimately do good. So I think she, this is a ploy, like I think, or not a ploy, but this is a plan. I think that she was just trying to get everybody to fucking, come on, everybody focus. This is, stuff is bad. Part of why I think that is her opener, right? Chloe was stupid. She was weak. And anyone who's in a rush to become the next dead body, I bury. It's easy. Just think of Chloe. Do what she did. And I'll make room for you next to her and Annabelle. Uh, you know, Chloe was an idiot. That's it. Like, it's so, it seems uncharacteristically cruel uh, to me. So that makes me feel like the writers are maybe doing the 
telling instead of showing thing where they're like trying to ratchet up how intense and how scary it is. The first is the end all. Everything's really scary. And tr- Buffy's trying to do the same thing. You know, the writers actually threw Buffy to get the first or the, the potentials in line. Like that's what that line was about. But if it's not, then that's just Buffy being mean. Stacia, do you think that's... I don't I'm- think she was being mean. I think she was being truthful. That's intense though. I mean, Chloe was stupid and she was weak. She listened to the first all night and then killed herself about it. Like, come on. <laughs> Are you right. fucking kidding me? Okay. okay. You know it's just a fucking ghost? It's just you a ghost. You could have gone and gotten help from anyone. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I don't know, Daniel, did you think it you, th- you think it was fair enough? Because she, I mean, uh, Buffy's right. So yeah, go, coming okay. in here and just saying the truth. Yeah, you might get your feelings hurt or whatever, but wh- what in that speech is incorrect? Okay, well, let's take it apart, shall we? Well, I think what what really got to Buffy was, like, Chloe gave up. Mm, and yeah. she can't have people giving up. Like, everyone needs to be in this, and they need to be committed to it. Yeah, or you're going to die. I mean, and probably putting in those circuit terms, even if it wasn't just to get them... To, I, that is to get them to focus, but it's not, like, cruel. It is the truth, and they need to hear it so they get in line. Mm-hmm. And that's her motivation. Line. She probably started riffing and then was just like, oh, wait... I love and motivation. Thing. Motivation tools. <laughs> this can be one of them. Yeah. I read this in a book one time <laughs> that this could work. And so I think it's I a mean, combo, it, right? It did feel like she was kind of like as a group, like everyone needs to like understand that Chloe was fucking stupid. You better not follow her because like there's no room for that here. Right. And also another thing, Kennedy, you suck and Spike, you suck and Anya, you suck and Xander, you suck. No, that was pretty great. That she was just like, and another thing. <laughs> You know everyone here is doing everything they can, and the first isn't impressed. It already knows us. It knows what we can do, and it's laughing. You want to surprise the enemy? Surprise yourselves. Force yourself to do what can't be done, or else we are not an army. We're just a bunch of girls waiting to be picked off and buried. Well, I'm wondering, the thing that was going after Anya, I mean, like... Mm -hmm. Do you really think Anya is useless? Daniel, do you think Buffy thinks Anya is useless? She's being pretty useless. I don't She's think being so. pretty useless. I'm sorry. She, I should have waited for she, my turn. <laughs> well, no, but they do that in the show. I mean, they, they sort of show how useless she is with the Spike stuff in, the, in that sort yeah, of sense. Yeah, they said that without, at the very beginning of the Right, and, and without being a demon anymore, it's like there is that question mark of how useful you are. And again, I, a better show would just kind of be hammering home the points with Xander doing cleanup on Anya, too, to be like, hey, you're a human now or whatever. This is what it is to be a human. And then give her the speech that he gave Dawn. And then you could find a use or whatever that might mean. But uh, is she useless? No. I agree that her sarcastic comebacks are absolutely important. She's also a truth teller. <laughs> and that cannot be overstated. <laughs> Anya is the best. And I love that they keep going with, like, we're not friends. I think that's a great, like, trope that the show keeps carrying over. And it's just like, oh, you guys protest too much you guys are besties you, you guys are fine <laughs> best friends we love it <laughs> i mean anya has to be the most knowledgeable person on the show she just has to be. she's been alive for fucking and giles years. and if giles isn't there she's like the default next person to giles she gets to be the yeah. one who's like oh the bell jocks is i i have all these little tidbits that only a yeah bell jocks is i come on know. Yeah, only Giles could know that. So without Giles, she becomes the Giles character. You can't have Kennedy say shit like that. So it's like she is important just narratively to to do that kind of. But again, we as we laid into Bell Jox's eye, it's a bunch of bullshit uh, on some level. It's just making stuff up. So it just kind of has whatever the writers need to walk themselves back or into to move the story along because they didn't think too too hard about it. What was your issue? You don't think Anya is that knowledgeable? Correct. Why not? I mean, she's been alive a long time, but, like, 
how much culture and information was she really soaking up while she was killing all of those people? Um, I mean, just like thinking about in the past, I don't know how many times Anya has been the one that comes in with like clutch knowledge. And when she does do it, it's like at the last hour when she's like, oh, I knew this all along and never bothered to tell you and was completely unhelpful now that you've already figured out how to deal with it kind of um, tone, which is not helpful. Okay. <laughs> I think that she is fun, but I don't think that she has been a super helpful member of the team, and I feel like especially this time her like rehumanization seems more impactful than it did the last time as far as like her power. It's like she seems so frail and mortal this time that mm. she like can't possibly do anything even though everyone else around her is also mortal essentially yeah she has like zero confidence it got taken away with her demon self apparently yeah. yeah um and so if you've got someone who's sitting there who's like on your couch eating your food making snarky comments <laughs> about the things you're trying to deal with and then not actually sure. actively providing anything yeah she's not useful uh Okay, well, this is part of my, I'm on team Buffy's just a motivator. She's yeah. just a Tony Robbins impersonator. <laughs> because I'm thinking she went after Anya to be like, unleash your brain nuggets, girl. Come on. Come on. You're useless. Show me you're not useless. Tell me something important. Something that could be useful against the first. So, just just thinking. Okay, she moving She did, on. right? She, I mean, she started to. I mean, when Buffy was gone in the dimension, they did sort of all perk up. And they kind of yeah, and Anya helped with the spell. Stuff. She got but, Willow back in line to be like, "Listen, this is how you do magic. I know shit." So maybe that worked. Who and, knows? Well, I'm not saying it didn't work as a motivational speech. I'm just, did Buffy plan this? Did she? You know, okay. Yeah, those are the questions. Okay, that's but it did, <laughs> but it did motivate them all. It definitely did. Yeah. I mean, it worked. Uh, for I for didn't consider that both least. could be true. I didn't <laughs> consider that she could have been just mad, and that also motivated them. For me, it was it was a plan, and she was never really mad, or she's actually angry. But I think we found the middle path. Well, I also just love whenever like Buffy disappears into other dimensions. I do love that the show, or at least Allison Hannigan, they just they get she gets so like sweet about like we have to bring her back, guys. I I love her so much, right. and I have to bring her back. Yeah. And she's just done it so many times that even in this episode, she's like, "You guys That's know that I'm just I have to do it." Well, you guys can't talk me out of this. I brought her back from the dead. Of course, I'm bringing her back from this goddamn dimension. So, like, help me or get the fuck out of my way. Looks like it's spell o'clock. Which spell? I mean, didn't you see that thing? And you expect to reopen the portal without sending Willow off the deep end? Thanks for your support. Well, it's true. We're going to have to find another way. There isn't. Buffy knew it got to get her back. One of the things Buffy says in her speech is that they're all just here because they're scared. So I have an issue with that. You know, like they want Buffy's protection. The potentials have been kidnapped, essentially. Andrew is a captive that you're choosing to keep hold of. You could unleash him and you don't. Uh, Willow and Don already lived here. Uh, and Spike tried to leave, but you told him to stay. So it's pretty much just Anya and Xander that are here because they're scared, if, if anybody. How much stock do you put in that, that they, everybody's here just because they're scared? A hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> Why else would they be there? Because they want to help try to stop the end of the world. None of the potentials do. <laughs> They're the all terrified. Do. None of them. Kennedy I think, might. I think Giles is there because he wants to help. He's not there. Like, or not here, as the case may be. I mean, I honestly I didn't even notice he wasn't in this episode until you said that, <laughs> Daniel. So biggest oh, KO yeah. for Giles, I guess. He was back in England as far as I'm concerned. I don't care. We'll never yeah. know. They didn't even bother to give a throwaway line about, oh, yeah, he's going to get another potential. Or, Motherfucker's out for coffee. They didn't say anything. Nope. Nope. Yep. Um. So 
I think, anyways, but, you know, if Giles is here, I think that he would be here not because he's scared, but because he wants to help. And protect Buffy, maybe, even, you know, like, or, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably the only one. Yeah. <laughs> I think Willow wants to I help. I think Willow doesn't care. I think care. Xander does, too. And I Xander think wants to help, too. Yeah, Their yeah. motivations are help, but it's definitely scared. Uh, it's it's yeah, 51 scared, scared, 49 yeah. help. For them. <laughs> for the potentials, it's 100% scared because we don't yeah. know them enough to really pr- even pretend otherwise. Like, they're only yeah. here because they randomly got here because they heard a vision or Because they were kidnapped. They're kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like, they're just here because they, they've seen what she does and they're probably appalled by Kennedy's behavior. And they're like, Kennedy, why are you even saying this stuff? We're terrified. We're, we, mm-hmm. can't, we can't beat this. Why are you standing up to her? What are we doing? One of the... When Buffy's... Kennedy tries to speak up and says, you're not even the most powerful person in this room. And Buffy says, you're new and you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, so good. Um, what what about that, Daniel? Is is Buffy more powerful? She's essentially saying she's more powerful than Willow, right? So, I, oh. you know, we we talked about that for season six, right? Because we had our fights and it's like the, the idea who came out Willow, on top? Who came out on top? But there's well, other, you know. I don't think it of... was Buffy. Well, Buffy I don't think was... Willow did either. Oh, Xander. Draw. Xander's the Xander most powerful Xander came out on top. <laughs> Xander's the most powerful guy. You're right. Done. You're right. Uh, the only Absolutely. thing that could bring him down is his underoos. So that's pretty much it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's his cryptic. It's cryptic. I don't like it. Every time instructions get cryptic, someone gets hurt. Usually me. I think that you you were probably right, though, Stacia, when she was like, I use my powers. More what she was talking about. It's like, doesn't matter how powerful Willow is in theory. Yeah. Because she won't do nothing about it. Or that one time. I mean, the fact that if she taps into her power, she becomes some sort of black-eyed evil being is, like, problematic. Magic truck driving mama? Yeah, and and Buffy doesn't have to hold back like that. So, like, who's more powerful? Someone with infinite power who can't use it or someone with ten power who does? (laughs) Ten power. I don't know. Power of ten men. (laughs) Of a a story arc, would it be that uh, if they were actually friends, uh, where Buffy sits down and actually talks to Willow about that fucking demon heart soul trying to, like, get inside of her Mm. body and what that – maybe even, like, say, like, oh, like, I felt it for a moment and it was crazy. And she's like, that's what I felt when I took over and tried to destroy the world. And then they can have a mutual understanding together and build themselves as friends and characters. Like, that would be super cool. But we don't – we we don't like magic. We don't want to talk about it, so we don't do stuff like that. <laughs> That's really the reality. Because otherwise, fuck. What is this thing? What is this heart beating Slayer shit? That's cool. I wish we knew more about it. This drove me nuts. This is a huge moment theoretically in the mythology of the show. This is the origin story of the Slayer. Clearly, the writers of Buffy didn't go to the Marvel School of fucking origin stories because it's supposed to take three hours and it's supposed to be very, very dramatic. They didn't do it. They didn't do either. They kind of just like, oh, hey, here's the thing. What a neat idea. Anyway, moving on. That's what they always do with anything. I do, but it's bonkers. And Daniel, to your point, we can't have that moment because we're in the middle of the season. We're running out of time and, and we had to pivotally have six episodes in a row where nothing happened. So where would we get fit in this beautiful story of friendship? There's uh-huh. just not enough time. Because we need Kennedy, the love story of all time. <laughs> of the ages. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway, back to the speech. <laughs> what about the Spike's criticism? Do you think that he's all kitteny and Buffy has a point and he needs to find his monster or whatever? A little bit, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Well, he's very much like, kill me, Buffy. Let me leave, Buffy. I can't do it, Buffy. I'm evil, Buffy. The first has its claws in me. <laughs> 
What are you, a creature of the night? <laughs> More like a creature of the diaper. <laughs> Sick burn. <laughs> Sick burn. I don't even know what that means. I'm sorry. <laughs> a diaper of the night. <laughs> <laughs> a diaper of the night's better. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Daniel, do you think that that Spike needed a smack in his diaper? Of course he did. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, it, I, I it was so cool when he put on the the duster again. That was cool. I didn't realize it would have been so mm-hmm. long since he had worn it. Which makes that retroactively cooler. I, I was recognizing that he was wearing like those normal shirts. Like mm-hmm. that yeah. did start to get a little bit more outrageous. I'm like, why? Why do you look off? But obviously, it was it was all very intentional. But yeah, he definitely needed the kick in the ass. So that was really good. Uh, they did so great in that scene. As I already praised the. I did this for you. The soul, the changes. It's what you wanted. What I want is the spike that's dangerous. The spike that tried to kill me when we met. Oh, you don't know how close you are to bringing him out. I'm nowhere near him. His, like, reaction of, like, biting his tongue. Ugh. So good. I mean, so. that's how to verbally stake someone, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And obviously, for, yeah, for him, he's just like, I'm going to, of course, I'm going to go beat the shit out of this fucking monster. And his, like, primal yell was, that's one of my favorite, like, Spike moments. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a great ah, sound. So good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I love thinking that when she was um, yelling at him for not being monster enough, that in his head he was like, I'd be able to prove her wrong if only I had my jacket. <laughs> right. That's all I needed. That's what I needed. Yeah, that sound he makes is like laughing and screaming at the same time. I'm like, how does one laugh and scream at the same time? Incredible. And that like that combination, that music was fucking awesome. Was that the music that they played during the fucking fight scene with Nicky Wood? I don't even remember. But like that music was fire. And mm-hmm. I loved him walking by Robin Wood. Nice coat. Where'd you get it? New York. Ugh, everything so with Spike and Robin was so good. Buffy jumping through the portal. Was that because she's action girl and she's proving the point that she uses the power that she has? Or was she trying to get Willow to do a fucking spell to use her power? You don't know? <laughs> I... I don't think she was thinking about Willow. You think she just was like, oh, gateway. He just threw her body into it. (laughs) This is Buffy we're talking about. Yeah, there's not a second thought going on. It's one thought (laughs) and it's jumping in the fucking thing. Someone's going to do it. Someone's got to do it. We opened up a portal to another dimension. We have to jump. Who's going to jump? It's going to be me. the only function that her brain can really run is like verb the noun. Like I have to jump through the portal. I have to fight the demon. I have to kill the big bad. And so she saw the portal and she was like, the portal's for the slayer. I'm the slayer. Thus I have to go through the portal. That's slayer math. See you later. I don't really care what you have to do. I'm out. And speaking once again to the relationship you could foster more with Willow is just, I would love something like that. That's like, I know that you'll come for me, Willow. I know that you'll get me. And then jump in or something like that. That would be well, cool she too. Did. She basically, did say that. basically, I know, yeah. but like even mm-hmm. more direct. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's it. Like that's what it, we want. That's what we need. It would have been nice if it had been more like I believe in you, Willow, versus like don't fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> I'm going through this hole. <laughs> yeah, like just even to like hold her hand or something, just be like, I know that you'll get me or whatever. That would have been really sweet. And then because it softens the anger that she has to, yeah. to bring it back to reality mm-hmm. of like I do love you and what Xander said that we're friends you can chill out a little bit that it, it was more of like a motivational speech like I am here and we are friends and I do love you but I do have to jump through this portal bye 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have been <laughs> nice, but Buffy yeah. works in mysterious ways. So, yes. You don't even know if you're ready yet. That's the point. No. Buffy, we don't know where you're going or how we'll get you back. Buffy, you can't. How will we get you back? Find a way. <gasps> She's gone. The last thing I think I want to say about the speech, because I have a bone to pick with this. She says, force yourselves to do what can't be done or else we're not an army. Just a bunch of girls waiting to be picked off. What the fuck does she want them to do? They have no plan. We're at episode 15. We still have no plan. But Buffy's losing her shit over the fact that no one's doing anything. And even when Xander's like, you told us not to do anything. There's nothing to do. She's like, but yeah, but she's like, something. Do something. I don't know. What the fuck does she mean? I don't know. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad it was. Same. Just to me. Same. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's okay. no answer for it. Okay. But it just sounds good. I mean, she's just riffing. Sounds good. Yeah. But, like, even she acknowledges that to Wood at the beginning, right? She's like, we've got a, a bunch of slayers or fighters with nothing to hit and a Wicca who won't. Die. I mean, with Willow, mm-hmm. obviously, she could be doing stuff, I guess. I guess. Although, again, th- we, we don't know how to do anything. I feel like Willow does have a better shot at possibly hurting the first if they figure something out. I mean, can she if what she uses is evil? Oh, that's a good question that we'll definitely never explore. <laughs> course huh like willow's evil magic wouldn't work against the first i mean in, in the end she doesn't use evil magic right I she mean, uses light magic well, to, does she when her eyes go black no at the at the in chosen well i know but i'm saying like just now oh yeah no like that, wouldn't it be interesting if it just made the first stronger or just showed up as chloe and like <laughs> what's up Ooh, that tickles. <laughs> uh yeah well i i had this moment where i was thinking about this um where it's interesting that they have and I guess this goes back to like that um the first taunting Andrew with they're all Buffy's friends are murderers and they got away with it. Why are you a guestage? Um which is like they've come up with this narrative with Willow that it's like Willow wasn't using magic evilly. The magic made Willow evil. And so now she has to stay away from magic so she won't be evil. She right. doesn't want the evilness touching her or whatever. Right. Um but it was like no, you chose to be evil and use magic to do that because that was your tool and not yeah. the other way around. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand why, if magic isn't inherently evil or doesn't turn you evil, that Willow was using magic for evil, that she couldn't now use magic without being consumed by evil, which seems like that's what she's struggling with. Is like, I'm so afraid I'm going to go to the dark side. Well, why would you? Yeah. We it never... seems like a conscious choice. Great point. And we never explore that. I mean, what you, yeah. what you want, what I would want, is to have Tara and Willow do the same spell. Yeah. And then right. if it, it makes Willow go nuts and not Tara, then we know that it has nothing to do with the spell. It's that Willow's harnessing, her energy's coming from a different place than Tara's is. Right. Yeah. Versus if they're doing the same spell and they both go they both go black, you know, that means that the spell itself is inherently evil Well, somehow. I mean, we've even, but we've seen Amy do, like, evil or like bad spells and her eyes have never turned black that's just a willow special yeah i guess when they're hanging out at the bronze they're not necessarily doing good stuff they're like fucking with people's lives and shifting them into other dimensions and stuff yeah, yeah. heavy stuff huh you've got the magic use it what i i i don't even know what magic to use why not just try all 32 flavors worst thing that happens is you go brunette that's not the worst thing that can happen she's right and you know we have a choice we can risk Willow's life and the rest of our lives to get Buffy back, or we leave her out there. If we play it safe back here, Buffy could stay lost. 
You missed her everyone sucks but me speech. If she's so superior, let her find her own way back. Anya, the first is already up and running. Every second that Buffy's not here is an opportunity for it to show up and rip us to pieces. Kennedy was all like, oh, you took my power from me and it didn't feel nice. And then Willow was like, well, that's how that's how I function or something like when that. When did we that's ever establish I, that? Okay, that's what I was thinking. But then, remember, right at the beginning of their relationship, Willow's and Tara's, Tara, like, has to hold hands with her to give her extra power. She's, like, oh, transferring yeah. so that it can move, like, the soda can yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, well, Tara's never had a problem doing that. Are you just weak, Kennedy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. So I immediately was like, she's never. We've never established that. But then my first thought was, oh well, she did have to suck the power out of Giles to keep going, mm-hmm. or and Rack to keep going. She even sucked, or she like made herself Slayer strong. That was just a spell. But so I we could you know fair enough. I think there was a moment too where maybe she took some of Buffy's strength. Like oh yeah, Buffy when she was healing your stomach or whatever yeah. when they were sitting on the bed, which was very yeah. Sweet. And yeah. then Buffy was like, use mine. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So we have kind of not explicitly. Uh, and We've not before. and not without consent. Yes. Well, aside from when she was evil, but mm-hmm. still, regardless, I'm like, really, Kennedy? <laughs> Tara never had a problem, but Tara also just let Willow, you know, do, yeah. do nothing yeah. nice. But stuff. Tara offered it. <laughs> like, yeah. would Kennedy have even offered? I don't no, think she no. would have. No, probably not. Kennedy's not the hero she thinks she is. The worst part about it too is that the reason why she sucked the energy from uh, Kennedy in the show makes us needs us to know that she was the strongest thing standing there. Uh, yep. to take from so it's just it's vile all the way around I just want to keep emphasizing that point it's absolutely terrible. I mean that sucks but I think it also makes sense everyone else is human and she's human but like also maybe a slayer human plus yeah a human plus uh, it, she did go after Anya too or the power hit Anya yeah. too and Dawn so, right didn't Dawn get fucking got no did it maybe I thought it was I just think a, it was, I think Anya, it was just yeah. Anya yeah. and and Kennedy yeah yeah Dawn's so, a so, being like, though Dawn's like a ball of energy what are we doing she, she would be powerful that's a good point theoretically Maybe I feel like n- completely not a demon, not even a little Anya is less mystical than Dawn. Than Dawn. Yeah. yeah. So is Dawn still a ball of energy? I know that's yes. a good question. Okay. <laughs> we don't answer it in the show, but she is. Okay. Yeah. Then it should have been Dawn and not been Kennedy. Dawn, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Dawn should still yeah, they... be low key if we're like really tying a whole series together. Again, a whole missed opportunity for Buffy is you bring all of those elements back. I mean, you're bringing back the first, you're doing all of that. But God, let's bring back Gift World where like Dawn can be a key again. Like, why is that so offensive? I mean, poor Dawn, she's so sidelined and she's so cool and she does so much good stuff. But it would be fun if she we also explore what it is to be like she is still a key. I I just wish we we did something like that. She's only two. You could do that. She is only two, but even in the show's world, it's like she has power that we don't understand. And wouldn't the first be interested in that? I don't know. It just maybe right. Yeah, I don't. It seems like the first should be interested in everyone, and it doesn't seem to care. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like it seems like Willow would be easy to push to the dark side, and the first is like, "Eh." yeah. Well, that's what you're saying. Be terror all the time, secretly, just in the background, like. I love you. I miss you. It's your fault. I'm dead. Hello. Yep. I can't believe you're making out with Kennedy right now. You're such a bad person. You're, such a, you're <laughs> gonna such a... hurt her the way you hurt me. Absolutely. Take this magic. Here you go. It'll make you feel better. Attic stuff. There you go. Yep. <laughs> oh my. You know what I think? I'm not really here at all. None of this is actually happening. This is like a play, like some shadow play, some non-reality reenactment hologrammy. So the shadow caster box thing. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I have some questions. Did the council know about this? Or this bag? 
something, or is it something that only the Slayers knew about? Now, I think that's a fun thing that like this is something that just the Slayers knew about, and they were intentionally keeping it from the council because it's not in their business. But then I was like, well, that can't be possible because it's been passed down through the ages that the one passing it down would be the Watchers who report to the council, so they would absolutely know have to know about it. And if that's the case, then theoretically they've known about the box and the Slayer origin story this whole time. And does that mean that the Slayers are supposed to know this at a certain point in their training and we just never did it? Because if that's the case, why wouldn't they track this fucking bag down? And if that's the case, why would they fucking tell Buffy? Why does everyone hate Buffy? I don't understand. (laughs) Anyway, that should have been yelling. But my questions are somewhere in there. Yeah, what the fuck? This bag. Now... We are putting a lot on Robin's story that we, one, don't know yet, and two, won't know, period, (laughs) until the (laughs) comics. So we will come to know that his mother's watcher, Nikki's watcher, took them to to South America, and they just, like, fell off the face of the planet. And then at some point, he dies protecting Robin, the watcher guy. And I guess that's when he ends up with the bag, right? So, okay, it's lost to time. But, Stacia, don't you think that... Council would want to try to recover this or again keep track of Robin? Less important than keeping track of Robin, as I yelled about last time. But why would they want to keep track of Robin? Because he's a he's a fucking of a special son of a slayer, possibly the only child of a slayer. He doesn't have ever. any powers. But still he's an anomaly. Yeah. He's like a thing. But anyway, the bag and the Slayer origin myth within the bag the bag not so much. It's a nice bag, but that box. Don't you think <laughs> that box would be important to them? Especially as like what we've come to decide is is canon. These artifact dealers, these like I know. mystical mm. <laughs> item <Yeah>. hoarders. <laughs> Why don't they want this fucking box? I, I mean, maybe the watcher told them it was lost. It got destroyed or something. Yeah, I didn't consider that. See, this is why I, I gotta be talked <laughs> down. I gotta be talked down. Well, I was just gonna say, eventually that would fall apart, though. I mean, like if one says that it's lost and it keeps getting passed down eventually to somebody there it's just over time that box is going to get found be found out by somebody like why is the, why does the watcher even have it to begin with like who, who has it just been passed down watcher to watcher does the council even know about the box cuz i understand it would stop because nikki got killed and the watcher takes the kid and runs away but was it protocol to have that box be sent to every watcher and we just well, lost it saying. with Nikki. And so Buffy would have theoretically had it. And if that's true, then right. Giles would have known about the box being part of the protocol. Right. So then he would right. be like, well, it's weird that it's gone, but I know about that. So I'll just Which means I know about the origin you. myth. Here's a story, Buffy. So <laughs> I, 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 hopefully one day I can show you. <laughs> but, but why would the council have told Giles about a box that was lost when Giles was like born? Well, not the box... Literally, for me, the story inside the box should be passed down to the Slayers. They should know that's part of their history. It should be page one of the Vampire Manual. This is how you came to be. No, I mean, my point, too, was like, why does this Watcher have the box? The only uh, the only reason I can think is that the box is part of the Slayer kit. So when the new Watcher right. becomes a Slayer, it's like, all right, now I transfer the box to you. We only lost right. the box because he ran away with it. So Giles, being a trainee for a potential Slayer out there, would know that part of the kit is a box that comes with. And maybe he doesn't right. know what's in the box. That might be true, that that's a, a piece that a Watcher only gets to know when they become a Watcher. So that would be plausibly, if we wrote a better show, the council would keep that secret. And then that would be something Giles never knew. We could explain then why it was never said into the universe. 
but the show doesn't go that far. So it's just a confusing, why does this watcher have the box? Where did it come from? Does the council know? Did they know? Did they care? Does it matter? I think I that they had to have known because the watchers were the ones passing it. Either that or all watchers end up being ride or die in the end, which I, I love <laughs> that story that they're like, fuck the council. I'm not reporting anything. Like they all turned into Giles in the end, you know? Which, Based on how I, it ended, it feels like that could be true. I mean, they all fucking hate the council. The council is so ineffectual that they could have had a lot more like back in the day, it would have been a lot tighter. But over the years, I mean, that's what they try to portray it as, as, as a crumbling institution that over time has lost control of everything. So there's a good chance that the council knew about the shadow legend, shadow catcher or whatever, but that has been lost to them as well. Like there's a world where mm. this watcher, Nikki's watcher, is like fifth in line. But fifth in line would take us back 100 years, right? So the council would have lost the institutional memory of this box. But it's only gone down a few. Because if you start having 100 watchers, it's impossible to, to think that all of them would just be like, I'm keeping this box secret. If you, it seems really mm-hmm. important, you know? But a couple, yeah. especially in a crumbling institution where they don't think they're actually looking after the Slayer, which we know to be true. You could see them holding on to something like that. Yeah, I guess, yeah. They could just be like, don't tell anybody. <laughs> listen, this box, the watcher to watcher as the handoff. Listen, don't tell anybody about this box. It's a special box just for the Slayer, okay? Okay, great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how all watchers talk, <laughs> you know? I knew I signed on for something, but Buffy, I'm just a guy. Granted, a cool and sexy vampire fighting guy, but still. Okay, finally, the big question. Why does Buffy turn down the extra power? Stacia. She doesn't want to be less human. I mean, come on. It seems worth it. We just went on a huge yelling rant about how we need more firepower. We're all going to die. It's not enough. Well, Buffy doesn't need to be stronger. Maybe we need to give the demon energy to the potentials. I don't know. We it seems we're trying to act like the stakes are so dire that any edge would be a huge relief or at least a little bit of a a buffer like help an edge. It would be a tiny edge of nothing else. I don't know, Daniel, why would why would she turn it down? I mean, only for the humanity. I mean, that's that's all I can think because otherwise you're beholden to a demon heart or whatever the hell's going on, you know? I don't think I don't, I don't think she's willing to gamble with that also this world is kind of weird and you just killed two of those people so again i would i would be like we've been saying before this could be a trick from the fucking first why am i going to just like let this happen without having more concrete information so i think it's probably good oh, to that's say a good point. no thank you i'll take my chances because i don't trust you i just don't know you yeah if it was giles doing this to me again that's that watcher you know that's the relationship i would trust giles because i think that he's got my best interests at heart but who the fuck are these guys? I don't trust those men. They said that she's the last layer, mm. and then she was like the latest. And I was like, is Faith dead? Because that should be <laughs> Buffy's first question. Like, Why has everyone forgotten about Faith? She's well, still like, alive. Literally, right? I'm not. I'm like literally not the last layer. Faith is. <laughs> It would have been great if that was brought up, too. I think that would actually be funnier, too, because, like, the grainy camera is really great. We have the restless vibes. I love all of that. But I, it was all very serious. I wish we kind of, like, brought the cheese guy back. Like, we, we were a little bit lighter here and said, you guys know that Faith is real. That's a great opportunity to bring that up. Like, I'm not the Slayer, right? Fucking Faith. And then they can yeah. just not respond to it. That's fine. But at least you said it. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, I kind of like the idea of Buffy at the end of her little... 
uh, speech being like, I'm going to get someone who can help and going to get faith instead of her just showing up, which I think is the answer. Yeah, I think some sort of message was passed to her or yeah. something. No. Because well, isn't, isn't the whole thing she goes to see Angel and Angel's like, Buffy needs hope. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. You'll I get it. Don't worry. You'll get I an angel. I can't make the forty-five minute commute. I need you to do it. <laughs> I know you this watch is the that? apocalypse, but I've got evil here. No, the episode I watched, she's just in L.A. So, oh, so like, she's afterwards. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So uh, I think she'll show up in the episode after the next. No, the killer or, or um. Like whatever the fuck it's it's in a couple episodes it's way later than it fucking should be yeah. let me just say that <laughs> we have Eliza Dushku she's chilling in LA bring her here yeah well same with that whole crew no no they're busy <laughs> Cordelia is a god about to give birth to the universe or whatever the fuck so I mean that's Connor <laughs> no Connor already exists oh, Connor right. had sex with Cordelia to make that's Gina right. Torres <laughs> that's right that's right two different things we got two different things going on here <laughs> so Angel has his hands full <laughs> yeah clearly. but Faith's hands totally free free <laughs> she could be down here right now translation's gonna be a bitch but oh god okay uh I do have a quick round of reasonable or ridiculous although we have already covered this one Stacia. Yeah. Reasonable or ridiculous. Kennedy says the potential should go after the demon instead of Spike because they're trained. Stacia. Is it reasonable for the potentials who are trained to go instead of Spike, who is an idiot and useless and has no powers? Yeah, maybe they should fucking have some real world real real world consequences. Oh, okay. Use them as fodder. Use them as fodder. Daniel, what do you think? Reasonable or ridiculous? Couldn't agree more, Kennedy. Lead the charge. Take them all out. Go grab the go bag yourself a demon. <laughs> <laughs> let's see how that ends yep okay uh, reasonable ridiculous Spike asking Anya out on a date Spike seems to think it's absolutely ridiculous but Anya seems to think it's kind of reasonable Stacia where do you land uh, ridiculous clearly Spike's still in love with Buffy so what he doesn't want anyone else <laughs> Dana reasonable ridiculous uh, I mean I could see the two of them making a go for it in a way but like it is ridiculous because he's in love with Buffy and said it in this episode I did it for you I thought that was also really great him just saying it aloud in front of everybody yeah. too uh, was pretty good so yeah there's no way yeah I, I did like him really admitting it because we have been slightly cagey about that yeah. he's not been explicit like I really really did this for you because he's like I tried to wanted to be a better man you know for you but like mm-hmm. I wanted to be a better man and he's like I did that this is okay I did this for you. I 100% did this for you because yeah. I wanted you to like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they could be fine together. I think in a different situation where yeah. Spike's really Right now, in this moment, ridiculous. Yeah. In some other world, fine. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think they could be cute together. Yeah. Yeah, they have fun. They're cute. Yeah. And they have, you know, a lot of things to bond over. and They have before, right? Just like, Lots of killing. Lots yeah. of killing. Lots and lots of killing. Finally, reasonable ridiculous. Buffy has started a paramilitary group full of missing children in her backyard, and the FBI has not descended upon her house yet. Stacia, reasonable, ridiculous. I mean, you would think that her, like, what must be nosy, waspy neighbors have noticed. There's, like, 40 um, teenage girls seeming to train for an army. Using weapons. In the backyard. (laughs) Yeah, Daniel, reasonable, ridiculous that this has gone so far uninterrupted. It's only reasonable because we know the cops aren't real and the FBI doesn't exist. So, yes, it's totally. And in this town, this is totally normal. It's fine. 
Oh my god, it would be so fun if we had a cut scene where there was like some sort of like call center and this like military guy is like, we're getting a call about a paramilitary organization in Sunnydale and then Riley pops up and he's like, that's been approved, Sergeant. (laughs) (laughs) These aren't the girls you're looking for. (laughs) Now that's a great way to use Blucas. That's a good way to bring him back. (laughs) I do like that. That's funny. (laughs) No need to thank me. I'm just the one who beat him off. Repelled him would perhaps be the better phrase. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, well, you know, now's as good a time as any to remind you that we're a real podcast. You can find us everywhere, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We have a website, beatmepod.wordpress.com. Oh, at beatmepod. That's where we are everywhere, those places, at beatmepod. BeatMePod.wordpress.com. That's our website. That's notes about our show. Uh, you know, any references that we reference will be on there. And, um, you know, if you like music. I guess, you know, if you do. Beat me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fan season seven. All right. I got scared I wouldn't remember it. You did it. Excellent. <laughs> That's all we need to say about that. Okay. <laughs> Find it on Spotify. Yes. That's where you go. That's or a website, go. which will link to Spotify. <laughs> okay. Let us yell. Stacia. Me first. Yes. Um, I love that Anya called Spike Scooter. I don't know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> me. Scooter. <laughs> so jarring. <laughs> He's just a little guy. Scooter. Little guy. Anyway, Daniel. Uh, we talked last week about how we uh, the show set a pretty hard dead or a pretty hard number amount on how many potentials there are, and now we've just exponentially quadrupled the number that we had in mind. Uh, because nothing yep. matters. The check's cleared. We're here. Everyone's good. <laughs> um, I hate it. I just hate that. Like, we're just not committing to anything at this point. We're just saying this is it, and then here's twenty more people. It's mm-hmm. really getting annoying. Yeah. There. So we start the episode with seventeen, and quickly it goes down to sixteen. But right. it's a, uh, it's a lot more because we did absolutely have Giles saying there's only a handful of them left. I mean, yep. I guess sixteen in the face of what would have been potentially thousands prior is pretty significant millions but yeah it's too bad it doesn't matter it's the ever expanding contracting number of the slayers mm-hmm. Anya says she's gonna call the health inspector awesome uh, no that is not who you would call <laughs> child protective services yeah. maybe mm-hmm. right yeah. the FBI <laughs> okay. the police yeah, yeah. <laughs> the FBI Job. The fire department. There's too many people in this house. The fire yeah. hazard. Come on. There's way too but many. I like that she went. <laughs> health inspector. Pretty. Funny. I mean, get somebody in here. Hopefully, the health inspector will show up and be like, "What? <laughs> I'm gonna call my friend at uh, Child Protective Services, <laughs> the FBI. <laughs> the FBI." And that's when we get the scene with Riley. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely. right. Oh, and then it, it backs them all off. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Robin Wood said he never looked in the bag that he kept because he loved his mom so much. Would you truly never look in that bag? There's no way. I immediately wanted to rip into that thing to know what was in there. And apparently no one had any fucking interest in it except Don. And I was just losing my mind. Open the bag. Open the fucking bag. There could What's be in there? a weapon I don't in know. there immediately says, this is the thing you used to kill the first if it ever comes back. I don't know. I never opened it. What? what? <laughs> never? <laughs> you didn't even have to do that. You could have just said... I couldn't open the box that's locked. I tried everything. Yeah. Well, not this we haven't. What's inside it? Mm, I don't know. It hasn't been opened since, well, since now. Of course I looked through the bag, but I don't want to ruffle it. I didn't take it out. You know, you, there's a lot of reasons why, but like, you know that there's stuff in there. So we looked at it, but like, yeah, what man. are you doing? 
Just say you you're carrying the box. around this clanking bag from South America, and I'm supposed to believe that you didn't look in it, but somehow you made it across the border, yeah. and it's filled oh, with weapons, dude, and a box like, that can't be opened. On. It ain't going yeah. through. I recognize that my curiosity is let like 100% all of the time. I can't wait. Like I'm not one when I see on TV shows and I'm sure that people do this in real life. They get like an email but they're not ready to know what's in the email and then they spend the entire episode being angsty like, "Oh, what does it say?" and then they have to have someone read it to them. I could never. <laughs> I would be ripping the letter open. I would be clicking on the email so fucking fast cuz I would need to know fucking immediately. <laughs> Who is the father of my baby? I need to know. I'm not going to spend all day angsting about it before I find out uh, you, you know one ready to go I? well i just watched uh virgin river that was the, that was the plot thing at the very end gotcha. she yeah. did a paternity test who's the father whole whole week they're like i can't open it i don't want to know That's i don't want to know ah so i i'm not that person i recognize some people might be that people i guess robin wood is that person I who guess. would just wait to find out who the father of his baby was fine but it's been like 20 years and you've never once peeked in that stupid bag especially as a demon fighter yourself like dude there's gotta be something you could use in there absolutely has to be you would think Oh gosh! Anyway, even if it was just like to be feel a little closer to your mom, yeah, yeah. I, know. I know. Get some memes. What if it's a cute picture of you and your mom, or like a little book that says, "Robin, I love you very much." Here's all these things you need to know about life. How awkward would that be if Puffy opened it and it was just like baby pictures <laughs> and stuff? I think this is your <laughs> like a little onesie. <laughs> Mama's little hero. It's <laughs> adorable. Oh God! Okay, Daniel, your turn. <laughs> they said, "Is the uh, the first is laughing at the potentials?" And I was like, "Is mm-hmm. the first laughing really like laughing at them?" <laughs> I, I mean, I am for Maybe. sure. But does the first care? Does the first like really give a shit? Like laughing though, no, like I, making fun yeah, of them. I, I don't think that's true. I could not. Even if you were an eons old creature that is like trying to get intel on these people to try to hurt them in some way, I would, they are, they've got to be boring and annoying as fuck. I would not yeah. want to be around them. There's no way. There's no way. No way. So I could not be around long enough to laugh at them because I would want to be gone. But I don't know, maybe the first, that's how, it is evil, you know? It is evil. So maybe that's how it gets its yayas by laughing at annoying girls. Yeah, fair. Or murder. Or, or yeah, murder. Also murder. murder. Also murder. <laughs> but we can't murder because it's only the middle of the season. True. Although we did murder, kind of. We murdered by suicide. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Anyway. How did Chloe manage to find an empty room to kill herself in? I had that thought, too. I mean, sorry, dark, but, like, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And she was not in a bathroom. I know. Or, like, out, outside or something. She's in one of the bedrooms that they, and it's nighttime. That they should theoretically be sleeping in, right? She's even in like pajamas. Yeah. So what is she hung how? from? Like, what is the rafter too that she's hung from? We're not we'll meant to know. know. Logistically, <laughs> doesn't work. I have to assume it's a ceiling fan. Yeah. Yeah, that would break. These people that could hang from a ceiling fan. I mean, no, it probably would. But... I mean, not if you're like 95 pounds. Which I'm sure she's tiny. Anyway, Stacia. There's no chair under her. Sorry. Oh, um... <laughs> Where the hell have you been? 
This funnel cake is kicking my ass. Anyways, I liked Andrew's like little homemaker Martha Stewart vibe and how he's like, I like to call myself, like consider myself a guestage. <laughs> he's just like baking and living his best life. He's trying to make funnel his cakes. Little, <laughs> his little drawings. And he's like, where do you put your receipts for reimbursement? As if. As, As if. if. <laughs> this is not the house making money, Andrew. You've come to the wrong place. No. Again, what if he was in this episode? I mean, he couldn't have played a Kennedy role, but he would have been fucking funny. And he would have been funny in the, I don't know, when we needed him. I missed Andrew in this episode. So it's too bad. Not Uh, enough, for sure. No. Uh, My thought before, I mean, we'll talk about the big board in a moment, but um, Buffy showing Robin how she runs her ship should be a lot more embarrassing to Buffy than it is. Like, she has a vampire <laughs> on her side. She has a guestage in Andrew who is, like, openly incompetent and shows this fucking board, which is like, what the fuck? Their faces alone are just hilarious. They're just like, oh, God, this is so embarrassing. There's teen girls at the home. She, he sees her, the girl, Molly, or Amanda. Amanda. I mean, she's Amanda. And we don't even, like... I know! We don't say anything. Be like, Amanda, you are you haven't been in school in a week. Buffy, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Very weird. Awful. So it does seem like you should at least have this like look of realization, like oh, there they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. there's kids that have been missing. <laughs> Fucking hell, Buffy, give me a heads up. We literally work in the same office. What the fuck, man? I just told you there are some kids missing, and one of them's right there. What's wrong with you? Like, come I on. just talked to her no. mom for the fourth time this week, trying to She's console her sick. that her daughter yeah. isn't dead. God damn it, Buffy. God. Well, Buffy, I I see that our preparation for the school pep dance cheer drill contest are, are coming along. <laughs> Bring it on! Fucking callous. Callous. That's Buffy this episode. Just callous. The word. What was in Grandma's closet? Oh, I know. I think it just smells like mothballs. I don't know. The way they said Old that made me smell. think... I guess. I was just like dead body immediately, which is damn probably not true. But it's just, they were so, I don't know. This is a visceral reaction. It smelled worse than grandma's closet. Oh my God. But it's a fake memory. Like, obviously, Dawn doesn't know. She's grandma. only two. Well, Dawn doesn't know. <laughs> so, like, what is that memory? Why do the monks know what grandma smells like? Why do they put that memory inside of Buffy? That's really what that it is. is they so deep. That is so deep. They have a combined memory of a fake person. We've never met grandma, there is no grandma. That's going to be conspiracy theory. I mean, she like didn't that. come to Joyce's funeral. Amen. Oh, yeah. Never heard of from her at I all. Mean, She's maybe been it's dead her dad's her. mom. Maybe. Bro. We'll never know. I like the idea that the monks went so hard. Spike, when he's arguing with Anya after he saves her from the assassin, when he's like, I'm just the one who beat him off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Phrasing. Terrible. So good. Terrible. Oh, that was great. <laughs> That's saved for later uh, as a quote. Uh, it was great. Um, <laughs> of course, the big board d- is not above scrutiny. I do love Andrew's big board. It's mm. incredible, uh, but it's not above critique. Number one, there's not enough cemeteries. I only see two. So that Agreed, is a huge. Uh, I love, 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 love the dark forest down in the corner. Um, as we talked about the endless woods that showed up twice yeah. mm-hmm. in this show. Uh, however, the forest is next to the ocean, which doesn't feel right. That wasn't what happened. <laughs> um, and this then takes us back to the docks and like, where are the docks in this world? Because the ocean's here, but we like go to the beach once and that seems implausible if it's that close. Um, are the little demons 
sightings for the first. Like I see the headquarters for it, but then we just put them all over the map. And I feel like that's an artistic creation. It's almost like the, back in the day on the old maps, they would put little dragons in places you didn't know where oh, yeah, things yeah. were. I feel like that's all it is. This is Andrew just riffing. And I do, I do like that. Because otherwise, what are, what's happening here? I have no idea. I was going to say, why is the golf course so prominent on the map all the way at the top? <laughs> uh, why is that super important? The train tracks get a get play. We only went there after mm-hmm. Don almost killed herself on them. Uh, so that's cool that we they're there. Uh, and then I want to say the roads. Like you guys can see the roads from the golf course, like that top road, and it goes mm-hmm. off and squiggles out. And then also from Second Avenue over, and it kind of goes and squiggles you know, underneath and around where the train tracks are at the bottom of the train tracks. I wonder mm-hmm. if those are real roads or artistic, you know, from, from Andrew's point of view, because we do know there are mountains. So there, we could be abutting a mountain basically. And so those squiggles could actually be real road markers, like a real rural sort of highway up into the mountains um, that we just don't know about. And if that's true, then that makes Sunnydale a lot smaller than the other maps have shown. It would make it like a five, what is it? A five by three block town. If this is accurate, which does Mm -hmm. seem too small for Sunnydale. And we've seen maps that have it a lot larger, not a lot larger, but larger than this. So um, questions for Andrew. I think that, that we're going to have to, chalk this up to poor cartography on uh andrew's andrew's part but did you do your due diligence and overlay this map with the state of california to see if it lined up anywhere <laughs> i definitely did not ah, come I, on. well back in santa barbara and stuff we're all on the cl- the sheer cliffs and stuff so we have this ocean here is that ocean going off into a cliffside ocean which kind of was what Mm. we see from the yellow crayon thing like we're kind of in that realm but then we go to the beach beach seemingly also in that world so i just i don't know what to think right is my problem it's like yeah it doesn't exist it's almost like it's a fictional town but he did we've only got like four roads but i'm sure we'll learn about those later what does it say Oh, does it say Hogwarts? HQ Hogwarts under the castle? Oh. Headquarters. Headquarters. Headquarters, HQ headquarters. And then for the first, it says first something. First Satan? First. First. Oh, yeah. It's hard to to read. There were a couple other shots, but yeah. I thought originally there was a high school was the castle, but high school's right here. Mm. Oh, you can't see my mouse, but the high school is there. And I assume this is Buffy Summer's house in the blue. To the left of the high school. Oh, I thought the no, the castle is the is Buffy's house. But it, that's HQ for the first. No, that's on the bottom right. The other HQ. Oh, on Second Avenue. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought they were. This was like. A, oh, okay. Yeah. So they're two. So this HQ down in the corner is another location. I just yes. thought it was like a mm-hmm. symbol, like basically like. I'm just draw- like I'm drawing it here. Oh, gotcha. And like, yeah, but, no, it, but it is represented on the map here. Yeah, but you're I saying don't this think is, so. So this is where HQ for the first is off in the right. woods. Excuse me. That's I guess. new. That's a new. Well, I guess they were off in where the cave is, right? Where Spike was. The Christmas tree lot. Right. So that does make a little yeah. more sense. Okay. So then the castle would be Buffy. 
Right. Okay. At least uh, uh, that's why that makes a lot more sense. Okay. I'm, yeah. I, I'm mm-hmm. glad we even went over that. I, but I it is assume. confusing because of the demon faces everywhere. Right. It makes it. I, was just like, I thought it was a demon. I think the demon faces are supposed to be first sightings because he first. said there's no no pattern to the naked eye or something like that. Yes, you're right. You're yeah, which right, is what I was right, saying. Right. Like that's the only thing that it could be. Yes. that or color you know where we're just hey it needs a pop um yep. but otherwise yeah i mean it makes sense for the high school their house i guess the street i mean one of these would be where the future library is or something <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god not the construction please <laughs> it'll never leave us it'll never leave oh, okay well thank you for that deep dive into the yeah. the big board the sunny big board, into the big board. <laughs> andrew did a great job for what he was working with which I guess he probably wasn't wearing those oven mitts while he was drawing it, but I like to think that he was. <laughs> and he got to go to the store, which, like, again, he just has so much autonomy mm. as a as a guestage uh, to go and buy materials. So it's because it's fake. He's a friend, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> yeah. Whether or not they wanted to admit it, um, I don't think that a dead demon is a fair exchange for a live slayer. I'm just going to say it. I think they got off really easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because the plot demanded it. <laughs> but they should have put the work in and had Spike bring that thing alive because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would a dead thing bring a live thing? Just also, saying. with a neck like that, how could you ever possibly snap it? Oh, yeah. that dude. There was a neck. It was all just like traps. <laughs> traps to head. It was so big. <laughs> it's so big. It was great. It's cool. Really, the last thing that I have is something that we already talked about. Like, But God forbid Kennedy experiences something she doesn't like. And I recognize this is hypocritical <laughs> because you shouldn't do things to people without their consent and Willow has historically a bad track record of doing that to her girlfriends. True. <gasps> However, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Kennedy. <laughs> it's only because she was complaining yes. the whole episode. Whole just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Oh. Well, and basically <laughs> treating the idea of magic as being like this cute little fun thing that Willow does as a hobby since the moment. Yeah, so patronizing, right? Yeah. I know. Come on. Why would you be attracted to that? Straight up. I, there's I don't no, know. There's no logical explanation for yep. it. We just had to for reasons. We didn't have to. Their chemistry is so strong. Oh, it's oh my so God. Strong. I still can't get over that. I still can't get over that. Two people, two human beings saw that scene, watched that scene, and were like, oh, wow, the chemistry. Hashtag gal pals. Oh, God. Yep. Anyway. Daniel. <laughs> uh, I looked into the Greek, English, English, Greek book. Obviously, we mm-hmm. saw a lot of books in this, which we'll talk about in the watches to come but i did look up to see if like the dewey decimal system was correct the 489.3 the greek it's true (laughs) it's real and i learned a little bit more about the dewey decimal system it's pretty cool um so not to go too far but like you know it's sort of like zero is information one is your philosophy psychology two is religion and so on four is your language and then inside of the languages you've got like language general Language linguistics, so 4D, 4-1, 4-2 is English, 4-3 is German, 4-4, and, and onward. 4-8 is Greek, right? So now we're at 4-8. And then the, the 9 part is going to be your um, sort of, in, in this case, the 4-8-9, the 9 part is minor Hellenic or modern Greek, right? So there's going to be layers inside of the 4-8, and then you can go 1-2-3 from modern to back in the day or whatever you need to do. So I found that to be pretty cool. I don't know what the point three is. Don't really care. But uh, it's real. They really went to the um, library and they checked this out. And I'm impressed by it. And I've always you know, known about the Dewey Decimal System, but I didn't realize it was so like robust like that. It's pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. 
God damn. Yeah. I mean, you have to account for all literature ever, I guess, right? Yeah, and, uh, like so looking at the chart involved. I've got, they have like ones that they don't use anymore. Like there's one a whole category for synonyms. I don't even know what that means. Like what is that even what kind of what kind of book stuff would be for synonyms? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's like Maybe that's why they don't use it anymore. Right. I, it just makes no sense. So I'm just like, okay, that's really cool and uh and we still use it. I mean, it's still like the predominant way that we categorize books in this country. And I learned also that it's a copyrighted system. So um, websites oh. like ha- can't actually use them on their websites, like Goodreads, uh, library thing, things that I use to like track my books. Uh, they have to come up with different like Dewey decimal esque things to like use it, but not use it um, just to get away with it. Or they, they justify it by being u- using the systems from uh, pre copywritten works um because otherwise oh. they're i don't know how litigious the dewey decimal system people are but you're, you're still <laughs> who even is that who even is that right and how are you still how is this still copyrighted i have no idea so uh anyways that's a, a little peek behind the curtain there so well thanks i've never known i've always heard that but i've never known and now i know now i you know, know all about it my final thing to yell is about yelling I hate that we've used that that scream from Hush that Sarah Michelle Gellar oh. definitely didn't do for the third time in this fucking show. Girl. <laughs> I'm sure it's not fun to scream, especially over multiple takes, but that shit's terrible. Like, re-record another one. Do a different one. Ever. Have someone else on staff fucking scream. Take Trachtenberg. She loves to scream. She's great at it. Take her in another room. I hate that fucking terrible pre-recorded, definitely not Sarah Michelle Gellar scream. I'd rather have a Wilhelm scream. It's so bad. Yeah. And no one else cares, but that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. They could have used that scream. It's true. I hate it. No. The one that Willow did was cool. I liked it. Oh, yeah. Hers was good. Donnie, you better put on some coffee. This could take a while. <laughs> I don't think that was actually Alison Hannigan either. So, like, get whoever the fuck did that. So much better. Anyway, your turn. I'm I'm out. (laughs) I'm sorry. You held that warning into your ear. Okay. (laughs) I should know better. (laughs) It's your fault for sitting here doing this podcast. You knew this was a risk. It's true. You need earplugs. The best Kennedy moment by far was when she said, punch block combo. That was pretty great. I did love that. Rising sun? Is that what it is? <laughs> Punch block combo. Punch block combo. Punch block kick. Over again. Harness your energy. I'm just like, what is, What? this is nothing. You're doing nothing. <laughs> Why is she even leading? Because she's 18. Yoga would be better. Organized yoga. Right. There you go. Um, Robin Wood. I'm just going to go through the rest of them. Robin Wood. Um, so much better than, uh, sorry, this was Willow saying that um, Robin is so much cooler than Snyder. And I think that's mm-hmm. obvious. We all agree with that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But R.I.P. to Snyder. Let's just pour one out for him. Enjoy this montage of Snyder. What would Sunnydale High do without you around to incite mayhem, chaos, and disorder? There are things I will not tolerate. Students loitering on campus after school. Horrible murders with hearts being removed. And also smoking. Just how is um, blood rights and sacrifices appropriate material for a public school library? Chess club branching out? I describe myself as tingling. She whooped you good, huh? 
can do that. I took Taekwondo at the Y. Kids today need discipline. It's an unpopular word these days, discipline. I know Principal Flutie would have said, kids need understanding. Kids are human beings. It's the kind of woolly-headed liberal thinking that leads to being eaten. Everybody expects me to do everything around here because I'm the principal. It's not fair. It was happening out in the hallway. I mean, principal Snyder has walk like an Egyptian stuck in his head. And the boys of this school are seriously disturbed. Why couldn't you be dealing drugs like normal people? Snyder's interfered before, but I, I won't take this from that twisted little homunculus. I love the smell of desperate librarian in the morning. You get out and take your marauders with you. Oh, Summers! You drive like a spaz! I have not only the right, but also nearly physical sensation of pleasure at the thought of keeping her out of school. Are you a soldier? I'm a comfortador. You're neither. You're a whipping boy, raised by mongrels and set on a sacrificial stone. The hope of our nation's future is a bunch of mulch. It's just an Yay! excuse to do it for the final time. <laughs> So that was our... our Summers, vote. you drive like a spaz. <laughs> <laughs> I will put that underneath. So there you go. How could Robin um, would be cooler than that? <laughs> that right? I mean, right? I immediately think about Band Candy. I forget how quickly the mind only wants to cling to uh-huh. the pleasant memories because he was definitely a dick a lot of the time, but all, all I can think about is him in Band Candy. Yeah. Mm. I would love Robin in Band Candy. That'd be fun too, to have to go back. Uh, TTFN, ta-ta for now. It's what Tigger says. She loved Winnie the Pooh. Absolutely terrible oh, shit. I know. I <laughs> okay, hated it. So I looked it up. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day from 1968. Disney uh, put. It was a. It was an ad lib line by the by the actor Paul Winchell who did Tigger's voice. Uh, the oh. phrase does not appear in the books at all. It was popularly used in the 1940s on a weekly radio comedy on the BBC. I believe it's BBC, somewhere in Britain, called It's That Man Again. Uh, The character Mrs. Mop ended every scene that she was in with TTFN. Uh, And then in 1966... Before the featurette, uh, Batman used it. So uh, Adam West, who was Batman, (laughs) the Catwoman character, said it to... Batman. Batman. Um, mm. When he was, uh, what is it here? It says, while he was high upon the wall being stalked by her tiger, Tinkerbell, which also the Tigger thing. It's like, okay, wh- were the people like watching this? So uh, by the tiger, Tinkerbell. And then um, uh, Batman is just confused by the whole acronym. So, and then finally, Tim Horton from Tim Hortons from Canada, his grave what? has TTFN on it. That's what his engraving on his tombstone no, is. Sh- um, His epitaph is TTFN. Yeah, he was a he's a he was a professional hockey player, and also founded oh. Tim Hortons. I mean, obviously, it's his name. Wow, is he the most Canadian Canadian? I think so. And TTFN. I mean, come on, who knew? Tonight, plan to drink you under the table. You're on then. Okay. It is time for us to be updated about the watches. I'm excited for our bibliography. Is that is that did I use that word right? Bibliography. 
Okay, well, now I'm going to fight. Uh, Xander Construction Outfit Watch. No. I thought we were going to get yes for everything. We were so close. There's only a few that are no's, and we've never had a perfect watch. So it's not going to happen this time, obviously. Xander Construction Outfit Watch. No. Maroon Jacket Watch. I said no, but as I already alluded to, the rafter of championship banners for Anya is large. I think that she's right about everything. <laughs> she's right about Willow and the Magic. She's right about Buffy and her let her find her own way back. That's all correct. I don't think that... That's wrong in any way. So I, I, I love that. Dawn's piercing screams. Yes. I'm sure she did it during the fight, but she definitely did when Willow mm. went evil. And Well, no, because she didn't take her. Did she ever scream? See, now I'm like getting, because she wasn't the one who was taken. It was Anya who right. screamed. I don't know if I... I don't, I don't think I... It. Maybe I didn't catch it. Uh, unrelated. Just how useful is she? She's translating shit. She knows what a shadow caster is straight up. And she's Willow's most trusted coffee maker. Uh, Chips Ahoy. Yes. The entire legacy of the oh, chip shit. haunts the Buffy Spike discourse. So mm. not great. The littlest bad. Do we even fight vampires anymore? I said no. There's none no, in sight. So nope. that's a bummer. Buffy has a personality. I said yes. She's a vivid dreamer. And she dreams about books and languages, something that she does not uh, indulge in in her real life. Her grandma's closet smells weird, and I know that's not really a personality trait, her personality, but it needs to be. It needs to be related, <laughs> which we already did bring it up. So it is what it is. Uh, she loves a motivational speech, as we said, um, in the "Everybody Sucks But Me" speech. But her lack of curiosity is genuinely jarring, as you brought up, Stacia. Like, why would you not open the Slayer bag? Mm. I, I can almost give Robin a pass for his own grief, family traumas. It's not really relevant to him. I'm just holding on to it. But when Dawn debriefs you and says, yeah, there's some cool stuff in there, including a mysterious box. And she says, keep going on it. That's the part where your <laughs> lack of curiosity is going to get everyone killed. And I just, yes. I don't understand. Uh, she's like, yeah, let's go check out the 15 year old army of girls. Uh, over this box <laughs> that could genuinely be a game changer and kind of was right. So another egg on her face. It's tough, tough look for her. Uh, De Hoffren watch. Yeah, sort of by name. We get De Hoffren says you die. Yeah. I was oh, yeah, shocked. Absolutely. I was shocked. <laughs> Love it. Most valuable weapon. Sunnydale cell phones. You're goddamn right. Mentioned it to Spike to take if he needed to whine later on. Uh, she'd yep. pick up the call for him. Fucking awesome. What a roast. Buffy, the best. Michael Wicket, Amy Gothwatch. Yeah, Slayer Box. Ever heard of it? Magic in and of itself. Other people doing it. Um, you love it. Even Dawn, like reading it off, you could go any type of creative way oh, on yeah. that one. There's too many damn kids in the Summer's house. And I said, of course, before uh, the, the checks have cleared. The potentials are back. They're in Slayer Central. <laughs> Call the health inspector. Yep. Um, the training yard is ridiculous. Uh, and, I, and then I did say after Chloe dies, technically there aren't as many kids in the house anymore, <laughs> but, um, you know, it still it's still stands. It's, it's still too many. It's still, still way too many. By the way, is Willow okay? No. So uh, <laughs> Buffy does not trust her to magic when magic is needed, which is a huge L for her. Uh, she's still with Kennedy after the events uh, that have transpired. In fact, that she's a child. Uh, everything from before, <laughs> all the jealous looks that she was giving whenever she would talk about Buffy is very toxic, very childish because she is a child and Willow needs to remember that and uh, demanding yeah. that Willow use her magic, you know, and the worst thing that could happen is you go brunette. And I just said, what a dumb bitch. I hate that shit. That's awful. You know, <laughs> nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. Yes. And 
I also just resent the fact that you need to remind the viewer that Willow is bad. I think that that's a, a really bad look. She was uh, integral to the whole plot of season six. And if you're not watching it because you're watching it as a new viewer because the show is ending, fuck you. You, you don't, Who are you don't you? get it. E- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you don't get the easy way through. We're not going to like string this along for you. But they kind of are with this whole shit. Like, what are we even doing? Um, Anya's right to doubt that she is dangerous to like open a portal to wherever that demon came from and have Willow have the ability to like interact with that. I would be very nervous about that. Anya is 100% correct yeah. again. Uh, and she does go evil Willow, if you will, for a second. Which they under good job pulling her out. That was awesome. The acting at the very end was so cringe from the actress who plays Kennedy. So uh, I was on the fence about not wanting to be too mad at her as an actress. But holy shit, she's a bad actress. That entire final <laughs> scene was embarrassing. Her being like, "I have to, I have to go, go to sleep oh, yeah. or whatever." Oh god. What are we even doing? Uh, that was really bad. And the <laughs> fact that she had to ask her if she was okay says everything we need to know about being in a relationship with a child because they're not going to. <laughs> They're not going to have the same emotional, you know, you know, I don't know, as you. You're an adult. Date adults is what I'm uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Uh, Books a million. Yeah, there's a shit ton of books. Greek, English, English, Greek, as we went over. There's a Norwegian (laughs) and Spanish dictionary. There's guidebooks on Portuguese, a book called Essential French, beginning Chinese. There's Hungarian, but there's not German. So that's confusing. And then I said, well, is that just a dream? Now, it could just be a dream because we don't really see any books ever. Um, mm-hmm. We do get a new Slayer book, right? Which was pretty cool from Nikki. But were the books a dream or were they actually real? Because that happened in I don't dream. know. So good question. I like if they're not real because it's like Buffy's inner psyche is like, I should care more about not being able to talk to any of these children in my house, <laughs> but not actually getting the books. She, yeah. she dreams about being... Uh, a person like that, but she she never does in real life. She doesn't have a library card. I'll go on a limb and say she does not have a library card. <laughs> Streets Ahead, uh, shout out to the big board, as we said. Uh, this is our Absolutely. first map in a long time as well. We had a really good one way back in the day. We talked about maps when uh, Willow first got back, I think, in uh, episode three of this season. Yeah, same time, same place. When she went to Anya's and they had like the national park map thing that they reused exactly yeah. that was the first time we the last time we talked about it and then i can't remember the last time we like saw a map map it was, i think it was the mm-hmm. season before uh which was pretty cool uh we get a new shot of buffy's backyard kind of a new angle on it so that was pretty cool mm-hmm. and then the 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 cave in slayer land was also new we've seen that like where they're they're all sitting before in restless but uh mm-hmm. we've seen it a lot it's been a, a motif in the show but uh the cave was yeah. Good. It says the that site in New Mexico. That they actually did go to that same place. Oh, so that's um, cool for that location. But the cave, yeah, I, I, I'm sure that was a set. Yeah, totally. Cave. But it was neat. Uh, and then finally, Giles because KO. Yeah, as we talked about, he's not even <laughs> he's not even in this. Like they as they were opening oh, as they were opening up the Slayer box, I my only thought was where's Giles. I did not actually clock it. And Stacia, you had said that you didn't even think about him, and I I hadn't thought about it either until then because. You lead us into the show. The lore is built upon Giles telling us, and this show doesn't even allow the final bits of the lore to be told by the character that brought us into the world. It's a true KO on his part, and for whatever fucking reason. I know they probably just couldn't afford him, or they did it on a scheduling thing or whatever, but it's really, really tough to swallow. Uh, And the fact that Kennedy is in it and is like playing some of what Giles could have played is again a huge L for the whole series. So it's so jarring. I I, I noticed it. 
you know, you give it a little bit, you're like, okay, well, maybe he'll pop in here. And then I just like, in my nose, just like, where the fuck is Giles? Because he should absolutely be there. He should absolutely be there. For or just do the thing you did for the last two episodes and say, he's on another trip to China or whatever the fuck. But yeah, he should be here for the lore. Also, who should be here for the lore is the potentials. Why the fuck did she kick them out of the room? This is relevant to Robin, but not relevant to the people who are Slayers. Okay. Well, did they know that's what they were doing, though? I don't know what they thought, but like, this is a Slayer bag. We're opening the Slayer box. Let's have everyone who's not a Slayer in this house in this room instead of the Slayers. Cool. Well, I, I don't know. It I would have seemed... kicked them out. I would have kicked. But that includes <laughs> Kennedy. Get Kennedy out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. She has way... She picked up Nikki's way fucking boomerang. Out. And held it as if it was something important to her. And we just need to remember this. This is disgusting behavior. And the writer should be ashamed. Ashamed. Okay, well, thank you for the update, even if it was infuriating. Fucking Giles. Uh, Okay. I believe it's time to make this sucker. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? So ready. Are you ready? Willow Hacks, we talk about the net slash something wicked this way comes... Willow's spell is the only reason Buffy makes it back from the desert in New Mexico, which is pretty major. And we get that cool scream, as I mentioned. I enjoyed that. But she does drag her feet about doing the spell in the first place and only really puts together how to do it with an assist from Don and Anya. Also KO from Buffy. She calls Andrew the new brains of op- of the operation. She did. That's supposed to be Willow. <laughs> Whoops. So, not great. So I only gave her a seven, even though the whole episode kind of hinged on her. You know, Buffy returning from the alternate dimension or whatever the fuck still anyway dawn needs an adult dawn is crucial in this episode as you've outlined she knows about shadow casters she knows how to read sumerian and she gets willow to remember how to use her brain to figure out the portal spell <sighs> all important all great stuff dawn is the best 10 for dawn <laughs> monster of the week we get we get two pretty good looking demons uh, i feel like we've seen a bunch of versions of this the scaly spiky assassin demon the dehoffer guy so Still well done, but just not as like unique as this Tusk guy. He's pretty cool. Yeah, um, definitely haven't seen that before. And they had to do the whole body prosthetic too, which is always got to be a job for anybody in special effects. Because I'm sorry, whoever is underneath all that, I don't think those traps are real. I don't think those that is uh, human muscle underneath that. Um, but they don't really do anything except damage Buffy's house. In fact, as you mentioned, like, this guy just runs away mm-hmm. and uh, he gets his neck broken somehow, even though he has all that padding up there. So. Six for the monsters. Uh, no one woman should have all that power. The power of choice and consequence. Buffy chooses to jump into a portal where she might get trapped forever, leaving everyone to deal with the first without her, which forces Willow to do a spell that taps into dark magic, risking her getting addicted like addicts do, or worse. And Buffy chooses not to receive extra fighting power, which could possibly give them an edge in their battle. Yeah. We live in the future, so we know it all works out. But these are big decisions that could have massive consequences, and Buffy makes them in seconds. Maybe that's her using her power. Yeah. A la, you know, her, I'm the only one in this house. At least I'm using mine, you know. Three, because those are rash decisions that wow. she just made without anyone's <laughs> input. <laughs> There's no one to give input for what it's worth. Because she is the law. She's the one in charge. Also, she's in Leader a dimension without her friends. That's true, too. <laughs> Relationship goodness or badness? Oh no, Kennedy and Willow are kind of a little bit shaken up after our magic thing. Oh no. Uh, Buffy and everyone probably not on the best of terms after her speech. And uh, Anya and Spike, over before it began. That's a bummer. Three for relationship goodness or badness. Damn. Episode specific. Nice coat. Where'd you get it? New York. 
<laughs> so good. They're so like, good. I, I do have to say I disagree with the music being good because I thought it was very mm. Matrix cheesy. But I like the scene, nevertheless. But the line and the whole like idea of Spike going to be Spike again. 7 out of 10. Gives us a total of 36 for the episode, 10 to 15 for the season, above, beneath you, and below, never leave me. So, you know, bottom third. Say sure, where'd you work this episode? Probably not in the right spot. Um, I put it at, uh, at 60 out of 137. Oh, that's right at Dark Age. Uh, oh, you're yeah. right. It is through above Dark Age. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, below forever and graduation day part two <sighs> above blood ties, real me and dark age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and my plot is Buffy gets Slayer bag, Shadowcaster is in Slayer origin story. Spike puts his coat on. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good because he got a chill. <laughs> uh, short and sweet. I like it. I'm into it. Great, jo- great job ranking. The plots that I use in my Excel spreadsheet are much shorter than the plots I give you guys. Daniel? Uh, Yeah, the highs were high. I thought the Buffy speech was the best speech, and I'm sure it's not the last one we're going to fucking hear. Uh, Grilling a Spike, Mm -hmm. the fight, his fight with the the demon was was great. Spike and Robin, it's just like, I want to see that as a viewer. That's just really, really uh, intriguing. Uh, Dawn is so fucking useful, and I just wish that we could acknowledge her. Um, And I have a documented high tolerance for Slayer Land, so I really enjoyed being in the restless world with the rest of camera. Yeah. All of that shit was like really rad for me. The lows are very low. Kennedy overshadows everything about this. <laughs> I cannot overstate how bad she is. Um, a lack of trust in the audience is never a good thing, especially at the end and hordes of CG monsters being worse than death or emptiness or anything human <laughs> is always a bad look. And I think that's something 20 years later, we are so much more afraid of the things that are within us than some of, CGI monstrosities. Um, good plot points, though, in this. I think that's what would bring it up. If I had a full range of numbers, I would probably put this relatively high, probably where you did, Stacia, a nice like 50, 60, 70 type of thing, because I think there's a lot of good stuff going on here. However, I don't have all the numbers, and I'm going to bank that there's going to be two worse episodes of this season. Uh, so I'm going to put this at number 55. Uh, out of 137. That gives 54. So there's one episode technically that is going to be better than this. Uh, And then 87 and 91 are also open. So we've got two quote-unquote bad episodes, one more that's like middling, and then we're at 4, 5, and 10, uh, which is very high, (laughs) and 31. So there's four really high-tier ones, your chosens, obviously, next week. How high can Storyteller go? It's only a matter of time. But it's it'll be in the top ten, I'll tell you that. So. Yeah, Will Daniel hedges bets and just put it at number four to oh, make sure that it doesn't get fucked up on the end. <laughs> I mean, I know I put, like, Chosen in, like, 30s, and, like, the 30s are, are lower, you know? I, it wasn't mm-hmm. that great of a finale, I remember. But, God, I'm really in a, bo- in a bind here, so... <laughs> and it was 55 uh, I feel because this was actually pretty good it was better than I thought it was going to be it's infuriating but I can let the Kennedy stuff go in a way and if you do then the rest of it's pretty good she really did not get under my skin as much as she did uh, I think because I've just let it go just like she's here I hate her Let's. she's just like furniture now a chair that I hate a chair I wish we didn't have but it's there a chair that <laughs> what Chloe am I gonna do? didn't knock under her feet to hang herself she didn't use to hang herself oh, all right 
Well, that was getting. Forgot get it to done. even put that in my plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About Chloe killing herself. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Seems like a big plot point for this episode. <laughs> eh, fuck it. That's kind of how I feel about this episode. Eh, fuck it. Whatever. It's here. It happened. We did it. We got it done. Hey, yo. Do you have anything else to say about get it done? Um, Just that we got it done. Mm-hmm. Daniel. I second that. Do you have anything else to say back? No. Nope. <laughs> we got it done. Thank God. Thank God. Get it done. Okay. Please join us next time to see if Storyteller lives up to the hype. Oh, God. <laughs> we need it. We need it badly. Please, Please be Andrew, excellent. come through. <laughs> we missed you, man. Please be an excellent episode. Uh, <laughs> so please, you know, join us next week for that. Uh, until then, Stacia, say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, say goodbye. You have to forgive Beat Me Pod. Or not. Your call. Oh. True. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. What do we need to be forgiven for? Everything. Tonight, I plan to drink you under the table. You're on then. We gon' get it done. Chop squad, DJ and the beast on the table. Hope you don't think that you're the only one. Only one. Riding around this bitch, we doing murder. Let's one. see if he Me and Peasy, we gon' get Talk it done. Jump a nigga ass. What no Tigger says we do. Okay. I haven't heard any complaints. Well, I have heard a few complaints over the years, but then I just killed where I spoke up. And I was pretty mad. No, he's not. No, I'm not. Show me the vampire.